Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, calling in all the way from Australia, actually. We have uh, Katrina Ruth, who's a writer, speaker, digital entrepreneur, who's made nearly 20 million dollars online through courses and masterminds designed for creative entrepreneurs who want to do business and life differently from everyone else. I don't know if you guys heard that. Let me just say it again. Has made nearly $20 million online through courses and masterminds. So I think, you know, a lot of times when we're looking for people to take advice from or who want to hear information from when it comes to growing a business, I feel like evidence and results are a big thing of what you want to look for. So I think those are pretty damn good results. So I'm excited to hear all the things you have to share. So thanks for taking time to hop on with us. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited for what's going to come through. It's actually a little bit over 20 million now. So probably need to update that bio. But yes, super excited to just share my experience in creating a business from soul, really following what's inside of you and knowing that you can do it your way. Oh, that's incredible. Yes, we're gonna. Over I know over twenty, <laughs> twenty over twenty million, and and I remember when I was when I was reading your bio, and I shared it with Aaron earlier, and I was just like, "This is incredible! Like, this is so you know, the value is right there. You know, to know that you are the result of everything that you have been working towards, and I know that for many of our entrepreneurs, it could be a little bit scary to know, like, is this even possible? So I know we're going to dive into some of that storytelling and the topics that, you know, centered around or like really what got you to where you're at today. So if you want to share with our listeners, like just give us some of the backstory and like, really, how did you get to where you are today and some of the struggles that you had really faced and some of those fears that maybe had crept in your mind and how do you combat them? Yeah, for sure. And definitely feel free to cut me off at any point because I suck at saying anything in less than like 5,000 words or I don't know, a 30-minute nonstop stream of a sentence. (laughs) I guess where it started for me is probably something that I would say a lot of people listening to can relate to, listening can relate to, which is I just always knew, right? I feel like women like us, humans like us in your gender, like we just knew, we always knew that there was something different about us. And and for me, it was this deep knowing long before I could ever articulate that or understand it, that I wasn't going to live the normal life. I wasn't going to exactly follow the rules. It was kind of like confusing in that on the one hand, I was following a pretty conventional path through my upbringing. I was raised in a very intellectually focused family, I guess, where intellect was highly valued and and kind of like the primary thing that was valued in terms of, I guess, educational success. And so it was expected that I'm going to be that A-plus student, that I'm going to be top of the school, that I'm going to have a career that kind of follows, I guess, a traditional successful pathway. And so I was. I was always, like, I I was the nerd. I was the school square. I was, like, one of the most uncool kids growing up, I think, Honestly, I think a big part of my brand and like being the badass or whatever nowadays is still that kind of big, you know, finger up to all the cool kids at school yeah, that I wanted you, to be you look in with. Damn cool, right? Right. It's like, yeah, when those yeah. things out, you you're living proof. You're like, hey, hey, don't hate it, right? Yeah, I'm I'm good at owning it. Like I guess really, and this really speaks to like business success from soul for any of us. 
it is about taking that part inside of you or different parts of you inside that you don't necessarily have brought to the surface in your day-to-day life that you've probably not given yourself permission for many times over the years and that you or other people close to you made bad or wrong or inappropriate and then you at some point along the journey saying, you know what, I am going to be okay with being this person. In fact, not only that, but I'm going to take responsibility for the fact that bringing out that part of me is, yeah, it's not just okay, but it's critical and it's required and the world needs it. And for me, yeah, some of that was definitely owning the badass within or owning being unapologetically extra to, yeah, use one of my own program names. But but yeah, I did grow up super introverted. I'm an introvert by nature. I'm an introvert who, like many performers and artists and creators, is really good at bringing out that part of it. And I was the quiet kid and the studious kid and the introverted kid. And I was the top of the class kid. I was on track to study law. That was what it was meant to be. I was meant to be a lawyer. That was the plan. And I got the marks for that. And I got into law at university, which is, yeah, our version of college here. And I lasted like, a week or two within that before at uni before I realised I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to follow through. And I was terrified because that little part of me that who had grown up being teacher's pet and top student and, you know, most likely to succeed in a professional pathway according to all the teachers or whatever, all of a sudden I, ha- I had started to become like the rebel and just kind of not do things that I was meant to do and not follow through and realise that with nobody overseeing me at university and kind of patting me on the head and validating me like they were in high school, that I just wasn't really driven to do this thing anymore. So the thing is, though, that even though my entire upbringing had been geared on on the one hand towards conventional success, on the other hand, I, I did have this deep knowing. And I remember being 11, about 11 years old, so just a little younger than my oldest child is. Now she's about to turn 12. And I picked up I read a lot of books off my dad's bookshelf. I was an avid reader. Mum would never take us to the library quite as often as what I wanted to go to borrow out books. So I started to read all the books on my dad's bookshelves. I read plenty of inappropriate adult fiction and I read all of the kind of like the godfathers of personal development. So the original Tony Robbins books with, you know, the crazy 80s hair on the cover and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar and Harry Beckwith and just all those books, I started reading them from this young age. But I can remember like it was yesterday, I remember I was standing there next to the bookshelves in my father's study and I was standing and I was flicking through a copy of I think Unleash the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, either that or the other big one, whatever that was called, which I don't remember now. But I remember not so much that I was reading every word. I don't think I read these books cover to cover at that age, but more so that I remember thinking, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Like it was a soul recognition. And I just thought, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll write and I'll speak and and millions of people will hear my message. And I'm going to do that. Like some 11-year-old version of that went through my mind. But it was such a subconscious, you know, like a soul thing. It wasn't like I then went out and told my parents I want to be a motivational writer or speaker or build an online business, of course. Like this was over 30 years ago. There was no online business at the time, but it was planted. And so I guess what I'm trying to say and what I'm like leading to as far as how I created all of this, because I just kept following that little nothingness voice within like I just kept following the threads and another little thread and another thread and another nudge and another nudge you know sometimes people say when did you decide to become an online marketer and I'm like 
But I didn't. I still haven't decided to become an online marketer. I guess I am. Like, I get that. I'm not trying to be, you know, coy or whatever. But I didn't. I didn't come online to start an online business. I just followed little breadcrumbs and I built a blog because I had a personal training business and that was the thing to do is build a blog. And then I fell back in love with writing and yeah, it just kind of went on and on. So long story short, when I walked away from the future in law, I floated around in my early 20s for a bit. I became a personal trainer kind of because I figured out that you could make a lot of money doing that and I had started to fall in love with fitness and yeah, it just that's what I decided to do. I loved fitness. I very quickly, you know, like recaptured all my love of sales. I'd been selling things since I was three or four years old and started selling things door to door. So there'd been lots of entrepreneurial things along the way. I was making a thousand dollars a week when I was 11 as an Avon lady. Like there was a lot of backstory here in terms of just natural Uh desire to create and sell and make little clubs that I would charge my friends to join and then make (laughs) them do tasks in the clubs and stuff. So it's kind of all I've done is I've just kept doing that. Like I'm still just making clubs and charging people to join them and making them do crazy stuff. I love that. I love (laughs) that you really just, to sum all that up, it's like you just knew you were following your passions. You didn't even know like at this point, really what was the passion? What was the outcome? What was the purpose of any of this? But you were just allowing yourself just to be in those moments to really you know, hey, I'm going to pick up a book. I don't know where this is going to lead me, but it's interesting. And so just following those pursuits or, you know, I want to hang out with my friends and I want to make money. So I'm going to start these clubs and I'm going to charge them. And it was just you just innately being you. And that, that I think is the biggest message that I think for all of our listeners is really just owning who you are. And, and sometimes we get caught up in this, uh, you know, trying to figure out who you are and finding the next mold and model and all that stuff that, like you said, you're going to pick up Tony Robbins book and just say, well, I'm going to be the next Tony Robbins. Well, for many women, we kind of see that we emulate what's put out there where you just took that back and said, I don't know where it's going, but it resonated with me and I enjoyed it. And I'm just going to lead with my heart. I love that. Yeah. And when it's been working, which obviously I have created a lot that has worked, but there's certainly been plenty that hasn't worked. There's certainly been, you know, like falling on my face, crying on the floor in the fetal position parts of the journey. There's been parts of the journey where I was in massive, massive debt. There's been way more things that have failed and flopped than what succeeded. I just kept going. Like I just kept swinging the bat. That's all. But it's not that those failures weren't there. In fact, it's still to this day, there's at least one or two things a year that completely fall on their face. And I think a lot of people look at somebody like within the online space at this level like myself and many of my clients and friends, and they think, well, she's just got it all together. She's this, she's that. She's so confident. She's so certain. You know, everything she touches turns to gold or whatever. And it's like, no, no, like I've coached most of the female leaders in this space as clients and or I'm friends with them, like with a good enough percentage of people, uh, you know, not just women as well, to know that that's not true for anyone. But the people who are really out there shining that light Um, who are creating what I would call true success, meaning not just they made money or even not just that they helped people, but that they're truly doing what they are meant to do in the world and following purpose. The difference between those people and and I guess the people that are trying to figure out how to get there or that have maybe been flatlining for some time is the people that get there are the ones that just keep going anyway. And And it really is, yeah, what you just said, reflecting back to me from my story, it is following soul. Like that's one of the biggest things that I teach when you say yes to soul, life says yes to you. And I believe in that so much that I got it tattooed onto my 
ribcage in my own handwriting. I don't doubt say, yes, it. The soul life says yes to me. And I just think that's business in a nutshell. Like delete the template, delete everything you're being told to do and follow what is leading you from the inside. Mm. I think I love that you reference Tony Robbins because I think the biggest thing with him is like he never meant to create a large, massive business. That wasn't his intent. It was his message, but he learned he had to become a good businessman for his message to get out both. What comes first? How can I make money? Instead of first working on what that message is for them that they can bring to the world and then build a business around that to get their message out further. What mm-hmm. I kind of have a question about with your story is because you you took a sharp left where you're like, I'm in school, I'm, I'm the best at this, I'm the teacher's pet, I'm in college for a little bit and then hard left, <laughs> stage exit, I'm out of here, I'm going to do something else. I imagine there's a lot of pushback from your family or people that were like, what are you doing? Like, you're you know brilliant, what? you could be a great lawyer, why are you quitting? Yeah, that would be a good story if there was. Um, And I know a lot of people experience that. But you know what? Despite that it was kind of like the thing in my family that, you know, Katrina's going to be this or that and top student and it was just an expectation. Like there was, you know, if I would come home with an A A minus, it would be like, well, what went wrong? Or even an A, like an A was like something went wrong. Why is it not an A plus? Or why is it not an A triple plus if you can get an A triple plus? But at the same time... Like I I had an incredibly blessed upbringing. I have an incredibly blessed relationship with my parents and with my siblings. Um, All three of my siblings have worked with me here in the company. At one point, my brother Ash is ongoing, the chief operating officer of the company here. So he's been working alongside me for about six years now. My other brother came on board for a two-week period and then quit because <laughs> um, he was like, no, nah, I don't actually want to do it. I want to keep pursuing like his job, his career. He was just yeah. kind of thinking he might do that on the side. And my sister was our business manager for a few years and then she moved on to doing her own business. We're, we're a very close family. My parents always believed in me. I'm extremely, yeah, blessed in that regard. Yeah, in that yeah you are. Actually, with me, like there, there might have been, I don't know, like at first when I decided to walk away from uni and from pursuing that I did hide it from my parents a little like I didn't want to tell them I was worried and I kept going to campus anyhow but instead of going to classes what I was doing was I was I set up a little shop out the back of the health food store on the university campus in the retail section of the campus and I was giving students facials for $50 and I put a sign out the front that said stress relief for students $50 facial and I had like my basically my Walmart face plus or Big W, which is like the Australian Walmart um, and my home skincare. And I was completely unqualified to do that, but I was hustling. Like I was always hustling. So I didn't want to tell my dad at first. Yeah, but like mum and dad always did. And, you know, they've had their concerns with choices I've made or I've made some curious life choices along the way in different areas, not just in business. But they have always backed me and I've always known that, yeah, my family believes in me. And I think a lot of my belief in myself did come from not just my parents, but every influential adult in my life growing up, whether it was parents, my parents, parents of my friends. We grew up in a heavy, like, church environment. My grandfather and my uncle were both preachers and we were, like, seven church services a week kind of family for my entire upbringing. So all the adults at church, my teachers... Everyone always said to me some version of whatever you decide to do, you're going to do it. Like, I honestly think I got the best imprinting in the world 
which is certainly a huge advantage. I mean, on the other hand, I've got lots of close friends and clients who had the opposite or the most traumatic, you know, just like unimaginable to me upbringing who've also created, you know, incredible business success. So I think like it's just a great reminder that in the end you you are who you are and what I teach and what I'm about and what I've done is follow who I know and what I believed I was meant to be. But, yeah, I definitely had the backing of my family even when they had no clue what I was doing definitely asked me questions or like, are you sure this or that or whatever? But ultimately, I guess what it comes down to, what it came down to to sum it all up is anybody who knows me knows me that there's zero point trying to convince me to do anything other than what I've decided to do because I'm just so adamant maybe, you know, to a fault in my own beliefs. And so I guess, yeah, my parents backed that, which was pretty cool or they had to back it at times. Maybe I had no choice. Yes. And it's it's so needed, you know, to have that backing and support and just, yes. you know, when we find ourselves kind of like you had said, you know, on the floor crying and wrenching and just be like, what, what you know, like, because we do, we get in those lows, lows of lows, right? Because I think that's so important is that we can't just highlight the successes as if there are no lows, but it's really the lows that help shape the success right? I mean, that's kind of like when you're at the top of the peak, yeah. that's where people notice you, but yet they don't see what happens behind the scenes and, the, and what it takes to get there. So when you find yourself at like these lows, what do you tell yourself to kind of just get out of those slumps or how do you, you know, pick yourself back up at that point and keep going? Yeah. Like, I think I have a little bit of a disorder in that I, I like the pain, right? Like I, I don't know. I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, I thrive on back against the wall so much so that for years I cycled my income up and down dramatically like I would make money and then it would crash and burn and many people can relate to this yeah and it was so frustrating because you would get ahead and you'd think like I'm finally on track or whatever and then it would just bottom out and I went through that cycle for years before I figured out that I kind of get off on that adrenaline that back against the wall like I want that push I need it I did not come here to make money or build a business so that I could like relax and sit by the pool and and be a chillpreneur with a cocktail in my hand. Like I'm totally, I mean, I'm literally building a tequila bar here in the office. I'm totally down for the cocktails, but I want the crazy. I want the chaos. I want the mess. I want the back against the wall. I had to figure out how to activate those creative, chaotic, messy, you know, mad professor in the lab sides of myself whilst also allowing my income to stabilize and grow. That was probably one of my biggest learnings and lessons and one of the things I love to teach on because it's so helpful for people. But yeah, to come back to your direct question, what do I do? Like I dig in. When it hurts, I push harder. If I'm feeling like pain, discomfort, it's, you know, it's coming at me from all directions, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, my philosophy is, oh, it hurts, it hurts. Okay, are you dead yet? Are you dead? No, get up. If it hurts, you push harder, you go into the pain, you go through it. And I do take a lot of that pretty brutal or too much for a lot of people philosophy from my fitness background and the fact that for many years throughout my fitness journey, I was training like four or five days a week with professional rugby players, men, and that's what it was like. I was the only girl and I was like in my early 20s, so this is like, yeah, 20 years ago. And it would be, it was like that. It was like, oh, you're on the floor, Kat, you're on, are you dead? Get up and keep going. And there was absolutely no excuses or exceptions. And I loved it. I thrived on it. I like hate loved it, I guess. 
But with anything, whether it's in the gym to this day, whether it's, you know, like even this morning I was training with, I have a trainer I train with a couple of times a week. I do lots of different sports and so on. But like the workout he put me through this morning was nasty. And I said to him, I was like, this is bullshit. This should be illegal. He's like, oh, illegal to get great results. I'm like, oh, ha, ha. I'm like, no, I love it. Like keep it going, right? I'd be annoyed if it wasn't. So I think with business stuff, not... Not to, like, I'm not saying you should always just be, like, so hard and so driven and so just get up, but have your moment, crash and burn, have a cry. I've definitely had thousands of them. I've fallen apart. I've gone off track at some times for days or even months, but all in all, I've been doing this for long enough because I've been in the online game for 16 years now, so it's not like that 20 million came out of thin air in the last few years. It wasn't an overnight millionaire story at all. So all in all, I've been doing it long enough and coaching others long enough to see the patterns. And the pattern is clear. When you veer away from being who you're really meant to be, everything goes to shit. And not only do your business and money results go backwards, you can probably gain weight, get pale and bloated and feel and, and have terrible sex as well. So everything just comes say it back again. to... again. <laughs> like really though, everything comes back to go all in harder, faster, more relentlessly on being you. And what I teach, what I teach, I guess, to bring it to a teaching point as far as when you're scared, when fear's got you or, yeah, something's falling apart and it's failing, like just bring it back to these two simple points. Number one, big picture, do you know? Big picture, do you have faith that you are going to create what you see inside of you? Big picture, like do you have faith that you are who you say you are and that you will create that vision some way or another? You have no idea how. And most people can say, yes, big picture, like sometimes that faith is hard to feel, but somewhere down beneath all the layers of crap, it's in there, right? So come back to that faith. And then number two, and this is the only other thing you need to know, can you get through today? Are you going to end up homeless on the streets in a box with nothing today? And even if you were, you'll figure it out. Honestly, like you have what it takes inside of you. Winners win. That's just how it is. And you decide whether or not you're a winner and what winner means to you, right? I'm not trying to classify that term. But, yeah, ultimately that's to this day how I get through anything that's not working. I get grittier. I get harder. I kick my own ass. I just kind of like dig in deeper into me. And what that does is it actually allows me to activate you know, the supernatural, spiritual, energetic side of how I get to be supported. So it might sound like I'm pushing myself harder, but I am, or you do for this kind of short period of time. And then you break through into the flow, into that place where it's not about you anymore. And and it's coming through, you know, like incredible art, like this epic mural on the wall, which Maddie, the guy who did it, did in three days. Like that shit doesn't happen from joining dots and putting things together and just using your own human physical abilities. It comes from allowing yourself to be taken over and to be supported cosmically and to be supported by something that's bigger than you. So when it hurts, when it's not working, when it's failing, when it's falling apart, you push harder, you dig deeper and you wait for that drop where the flow takes over and you're just riding the freaking wave and then it all works again. Oh, so such good, good, good stuff. And it's so true, right? Because... You know, you talked about like really pushing harder, faster, and just kind of like to a place where maybe you could feel yourself burning out, but yet you pull back just enough to get refilled and push harder when you come back. So would you say, yeah. you know, like you said, give yourself that time to rest, to feel, to like, you know, if it take a day off, a week off, a month off, 
come back harder now that you're allowing yourself to step back from that. And, you know, stepping back allows you to have more of that clarity and vision, right? And is that where you're well, saying like... Sometimes, no, I didn't mean like pause first. I was saying like, yes, like ultimately it comes down to your own discernment, right? Because okay. of course, sometimes the vibe is to pause and to step back exactly as you said, and to be in that pause period where you're essentially gathering information, you're connecting in, you're recharging or you're doing the things that help you to connect to, yeah, to your own soul, to God, to life, or just to, you know, a moment of sanity or whatever. <laughs> but there's other times where in the moment, the requirement is you push harder now, you know, like if I'm in the middle of pushing weight in the gym, for example, in that moment where it hurts and you can't do it and it's too much is definitely not the time to pause right. and reset, right? Like that's the time to dig deeper and just like power through with something beyond you. So it's kind of like that. But it's a great question because it does come back to discernment. We can't finitely sit here and say the answer is this or the answer is that or the answer is do it like cat or like any person. The answer is always you connect to you, you be plugged into your own truth. If you know that you're not and you can't read the messages that are coming through from your own soul, then you probably should, you know, stop everything like pause everything, do not pass go, do not collect $200 and just get plugged into you, whatever that means for you. Because what you need ultimately is to be able to back yourself to know that you do know what you need. Like if I need to walk out of here and cancel all my appointments and go take a nap or get a walk on the beach or whatever, and that's truly what my soul needs, then I'll back myself to do that. But if it's more like, oh, everything's feeling too much or it's overwhelming or something's not working or I'm tired physically or energetically or I'm shitty or whatever, is the answer to pause and reset? No, many times the work is the cure. So we do have to have that, yeah, that discernment to read ourselves. Right. And and that's, that's kind of what I would, you know, I love that you tied in the fitness analogy in there too, because I think it's so true, right? Because you know, when we're pushing ourselves to the point that it's not, not really advisable to go beyond failure when you're losing your form, because you can compromise and jeopardize your, your body, right? And so kind of at that, like right there at that sweet spot, you're like, okay, if I went one more, I'm really going to compromise my form, which is what the purpose and the vision is. Like maybe you're pushing too hard in those areas where it's like, okay, right there was my limit. And just give yourself that rest period between that set in a sense to like recoup and regenerate. And now yeah. when you come back, you're rested because you've allowed yourself ample time in between. But I love that you talk about how going into your divine and like having that higher power or your co-creator with you, right? So you become that conduit because you're now being one with that higher power and it just downloads. The divine download comes through you. And that and yeah. we have to have that almost in that rest because if we're trying to do it so much, we're not getting the message through. So I love that you kind of bring yeah. both sides of that. Well, that's the thing, though. A lot of times when people step back because they go, I can't do it, I'm going to compromise my form or I'm too tired or I don't know or whatever, th that's the exact reason why a lot of people never get to where they want to go because they continually think what they need is that pause or timeout, which, of course, we do sometimes need. But that little point where you go, I can't do this, it's too much, I need to take a break or I need to walk away, that's like two pathways so much of the time like okay you can respond to the fact that it's true that in the physical you don't know the next move or you can't do it or you can't handle it you want to take that pathway cool you'll repeatedly do everything in the physical you create a 2d 3d life you can only create so much success doing that because you have a finite amount of willpower time whatever right whereas in that little moment when you have that I guess nudge to know that no 
I'm going to, that's what I meant by like when it hurts, I push harder. Go, I go deeper into it in this moment of time. I will summon and exactly as you said, be, be the conduit. I will summon and gather from beyond me and I will become in this moment this superhuman, you know, like it's so real because one of the things people ask about me a lot is how it's possible that I do all the different things I do. Like how am I so prolific, create so much content like consistently for a decade plus now. So it's not like I just had a good season or something. It just doesn't stop. I don't stop. And then on top of it, I maintain a standard in my fitness. And then I was a single mom for six years before I reunited with my ex-husband and now we're remarried and like, like it was a lot. I did a lot, but yet I always had time for like pause and rest and naps and friends. And how? Because I didn't do it all myself. I allowed myself to receive what's there for any of us. Mm, I love this conversation because this is so powerful. And it's, and it, it, you know, everything that you're saying is just really hitting home, even for myself. As it, and I know it will for, for our listeners as well. But if you had to sum everything up, and I know you gave us really um, some great tips, but like if you have something that you want to share with our audience as we kind of wrap everything up here and just um, what would you say is like the biggest, your, your biggest overall message takeaway for our listeners at this time? Yeah. So go all in now, harder, faster, more relentlessly and more fully into being fully you. The answer is the thing that you wish it would be. You are going to look back when you make it, whatever that means, and you're going to say, it's because I backed myself. It's because I went all in on being fully me. So it's going to be the thing that you knew four decades ago or three decades ago and then two decades ago and then six months ago and then last week, it's the same motherfucking thing. Just say yes to it now. Delete everything that does not match the vision of you just being you, doing it the way that you wish it could be because that is not just the blueprint for your success, but it's the exact gift the world needs from you. Thank you. Thank you. That was, that was spot on. Um, I I mean, everything is just, it's so true, right? Like you said, everything lies within you and you have to believe yourself in order for it to, to come through. So how could people follow along more of your journey of more of what you're doing? You're putting out incredible content. How could people find you? Yeah. So you can find me pretty easy on social. I'm under Katrina Ruth on Facebook, the Katrina Ruth show on Instagram, the Katrina Ruth Show on YouTube as well, which is more a little bit of a smaller platform for us, but we are actively growing our YouTube with epic content. So those are kind of my main places. You can also go to the com forward slash free gift and we'll have something epic for you, which we change from time to time. So I don't know what it is. And yeah, just get into the madness, but don't be afraid to send me a DM. I'm always, you know, happy to hear from you and have a little chat and say hi. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. So thanks so much for just taking the time. And I know we're on whole different sides of the world. So we really, really appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the beautiful questions. It was great. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's The Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.